Hey folks, Steve Lewis here. Welcome to Relevance for Today. Got a special message for you. An amazing message. A message called The Great Hope. If you never listen to any of my podcasts, this is the one to listen to, folks. Make sure you share it. Spread the word. It's all about Jesus. Stay tuned. Okay, we are back. So, folks, you know, there's a lot going on in the world. A lot. Do we know everything? Of course we don't. But I do know one thing. We're not going to be afraid. It's easy to be afraid because of everything going on, because of what the media is displaying, uh, because of what we're sharing. Remember, when we're on Facebook, folks, if the media shares something that's not quite right and scares you half to death and then you share it, guess what? You're going to scare half your friends to death. And it goes on and on and on, which I'm sure they already know. I mean, we do participate in helping them spread the word. So we have to remember that. Be careful what you spread. Stay safe. Stay safe. Remember, we've been through worse things as a society. We have many people dying of many different things, and I'm not going to get into a big spill about it, but just be aware, be educated, pray for those folks going through this. Pray for all of us daily, but also I want you to keep something else in mind. What this has woken me up to, and hopefully it's woken you up as well, is looking at all the other things, whether it's abortion, whether it's people dying from the flu, people dying from the common cold, people dying from cancer, or whatever it might be that they're dying from. The way we took on this coronavirus and the way everybody's posting on Facebook to pray, pray for people, pray for those who have lost their lives, we need to make sure we start praying for all these other things too because we kind of swept them a little bit under the rug. So we need to make sure we do that. Pray for those who die from the flu every year especially our elderly. It was brought up about the elderly and the sickly. Make sure we pray for those folks. So keep that in mind. I just wanted to share that before I get started because we are in a day and age, folks. The world is changing fast. And that's why this message is so important. I've shared it many times before, but I definitely felt the urge. I felt the nudge from the Holy Spirit to once again, it needs to be shared again. So before I get started, I better set my clock here. Okay, so let's go ahead and get started. So many of you listening to this, watching this right now, you've heard about Jesus Christ. You've heard God created the earth. You've heard of a Bible. Okay, I'm going to cut right to the chase today. If you don't have a Bible, once again, as I've said before, let me know in the comments section. We will try to find, I won't, sorry, scratch that. We will find you a Bible. Okay, if you're in the States, we'll find a local church that can take care of you and help you find a Bible. If you're overseas, we're going to do the same thing. We, we did it once before. My brother over there in the Philippines, Marvin Montiel, God bless that young man. Been watching him for quite a few years now as he's grown in the Lord. Amazing man of God. Contacted him 
He contacted a pastor. Come to find out the lady was given a Bible, so she was all taken care of. But the bottom line is we got the process going. So that's pretty awesome. So the bottom line is if you need a Bible, please let me know. Someone will bless you with a Bible so you can get into God's Word. So I'm just basically going to share about the good news about Jesus Christ. Because in this day and age, the way things are going, people need hope. We need to replace that fear with salvation, with hope, and that's through Jesus Christ. So very important. So I'm going to start off by John 3.16. And as all of you know, and some of you probably don't, so I'm not going to assume, but God created this earth. He created Adam, the first man. He created Eve to be his soulmate, his helpmate. He was alone, naming the animals, chilling out in the garden with God, created Eve, of course, and they were tempted by Satan. They ate of the fruit. Some say it was an apple. The Bible does not say what type of fruit it was. The bottom line is they sinned against God. Some people say, well, why did God make the tree of good and evil? You know, why did he make the tree of knowledge? Why did he make the tree of life? And so forth. But he had to give them a choice. Okay? So, Otherwise, it'd just be like we were puppets. He had to give us free will. He had to give us a choice. So they chose the wrong thing. They ate from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, and then they had the same knowledge as God. God had to kick them out of the garden because he could not have them eat from the tree of life and live forever in sin. So once they sinned against God, they turned over their power to Satan. Satan became the rule of the earth, as you read in Genesis and get into the word, you'll learn more about that. But today I'm here to share the good news. So after Adam sinned and gave up his authority on this earth to Satan, hey, Satan took over and ran the place, doing his own thing, havoc across the world. Of course, then you have Noah, the story of Noah in Genesis. Genesis is an amazing book to read. Get in there and read that entire book. Great stuff in there about how God used men and women to do many different things, starting off the earth, the flood, and so forth. But we continue to sin, as you see, as you read in Exodus, and you read about Moses and the Israelites, and it gets into some amazing stories, the story of, of how the Israelites were out in the wilderness and how they sinned against God and complained against God. And it really reminds you of us today. So when you're reading the Bible, think of us in this day and age. So as time went on, of course, sin was still on the earth. Sin is still on the earth to this day. God had a plan to reconnect us back with him. I'm keeping my hands off the table so I don't keep banging the table since I've got the microphone out today. So God had a plan. Okay, and remember, God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit are three in one. God had a plan. You know what, Jesus? Send you down to the earth. We're going to put you in a man form. Become man. Become flesh. So you will be able to feel and see and touch everything that a regular man touches. And go from there. And so that's what happened. And... That just caught me off guard for a second. Sorry about that. I looked down at the, <laughs> I've got the uh, recorder here. I just looked down at it and thought I didn't press the record button. I would have thought, oh, great. 
Sorry about that. So anyway, Jesus came down, form of a man, of course, born to a virgin Mary, Joseph being her husband. The story goes on. He grows up. God calls him into the wilderness, tempted by Satan. Jesus uses the word of God against Satan. In the end result was not today, Satan, my sign over there. But the bottom line is he used the word of God against him, went on, baptized by John. Then the Holy Spirit descended on him like a dove. Jesus steps into his ministry around the age of 30. Jesus is 30 years old, starts doing miracles, signs, and wonders. For three and a half years, he gets his disciples. There was more than 12, of course. One point he sends out, I believe it's 72 disciples. They all go out by twos. They share the gospel, healing those who are oppressed by the devil. It goes on as you know the story. So the end result is he becomes the sacrifice for you and for me so that we can have a connection with God once again where Adam and Eve had failed. So that is the key thing about salvation is in order to be saved by grace through God, you ask Jesus Christ into your life as your Savior and Lord, you repent of your sins, and you ask Christ into your life. You acknowledge that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and that He want, you want him to reign and rule in your life daily. You live for him. You love on him daily. You thank him for everything. And, of course, through Jesus Christ to the Father. That's the only way to get to the Father is through Jesus. You'll see in some books, I've got some little uh, pocket testimonies. These are amazing. The pocket testaments, it's the book of John, but in the front it actually has in here, talks about salvation. Man sinned. The only way to get back was through Jesus Christ to get to heaven. Heaven and hell are real, folks. That's why we have to ask Jesus Christ into our life in order to be saved. And it's not as complicated as what people think. And that's why I've got the Bible here, of course, because you know me. I'm reading out of the Word of God. I'm not just going to talk to you. I'm going to read the Word of God to you, share the Scriptures with you. That way you, too, can see how Jesus Christ came and saved us. By the grace of God, thank you, Heavenly Father. So first of all, I'm going to start off in prayer before I start reading these scriptures because this is very important, very dear to my heart, very dear to many people's hearts, especially evangelists out there. Should be, honestly, it should be something on all hearts of all those who are saved to reach someone out there. We all have influence everywhere we are, everywhere we're at. Find someone, share the good news. That's what I'm doing right now. Holy Spirit guided me to setting up this podcast studio for such a time as this. Hey, episode 82, 83, whichever episode we're on, bottom line is I'm wanting to reach you all around the world. So let's go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, just thank you for this opportunity right now to share the gospel with someone out there. Even if one person listening to the sound of my voice or watching this video ask you into their life, then praise God. We know heaven will praise. The heavens will praise. Oh, praise God, Lord. 
We're praying right now for that one lost person. We're praying for many lost people sitting in their homes right now with everything going on with the virus and all this craziness going on in the world. Right now, people need hope. Heavenly Father, touch their hearts, speak into their lives so that they will ask you into their heart, into their lives, repent of their sins, and be saved. Thank you for this opportunity because I do not take it lightly. In Jesus' precious holy name, amen. Okay, so we're going to get started. As you can see, if you're watching the video, got my headsets on, got my microphone out because I am using the Rode Procaster. And I keep calling it that, and it's the Rodecaster Pro to do my recordings. So we are going to start off in John 3.16. Many people know it, but I also love to share 17 as well. I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. Once again, my go-to Bible, New Living Translation by Tyndale. This is the Slimline. Great Bible. Not very expensive. Less than uh, about $29 from um, Christian books online. Okay, so John 3.16 says, For God loved the world so much that he gave his one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. And I always like adding 17 because we have to remember this as we're going out sharing the good news with people. We have to remember this. God sent his son into the world not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. So very important. It's not about... It's not about me. When I'm sharing the gospel with you, I do not need to be trying to point out your faults. I need to be talking to you about salvation, not coming to you to condemn you. I'm coming to you to share the good news so that you might be saved through Jesus Christ. I'm the messenger. Hey, so remember that. He loves you so much, regardless of the sin, regardless of the stupid stuff that I've done in my life or anyone else. And I'm talking to you right now, regardless of what you've done in your life where you think that you're just not worthy, I'm telling you right now, God still loves you. He loves you more than anyone else. Came to the earth, died on the cross, rose from the dead for you. Remember that, for you. You, right there. Think about that. God knows what you've done. But he loves you so much that he wants to save your life. And all you have to do is repent and ask for forgiveness of your sins. Ask Jesus Christ into your life and turn from those wicked ways and turn and go into a different direction totally and start heading and running for Jesus. That is the bottom line. And then it goes from there. Okay, so that's John three sixteen and 17. So how simple is it? You know, you'll hear some people say, well, you've got to do this, 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 and this. By the time you jump through 20 hoops, you still don't know if you're saved or not. You know, we complicate things. Man complicates things. We end up with so many rules. It's just like being back in the Old Testament with the 600 rules of the law. Because we've gotten so many hoops and so many, you got to do this, that, dump, jump sideways twice, go back here, do that. No, you don't. And I'll share this with you real quick. And the reason why you don't have to go through, I'm seeing now I'm going to mess this up. Oh, actually I'm not. Okay, so I'm going to turn real quick to Luke. 
Luke chapter 23. Let me show you how simple it is. Jesus is hanging on the cross. He's got two thieves, one on each side of him, okay? One denies him. One knows exactly who he is. Check this out. Luke 23, 39 through 43. One of the criminals hanging beside, beside him scoffed. So you're the Messiah, are you? Prove it by saving yourself and us too while you're at it. But the other criminal protested, Don't you fear God even when you have been sentenced to die? We deserve to die for our crimes, but this man hasn't done anything wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus replied, I assure you today, you will be with me in paradise. Bam. You hear that, folks? The thief on the cross first admitted out of his own mouth that he was a sinner. He said, we deserve to die for our crimes. And then he acknowledged Jesus Christ. He said, this man hasn't done anything wrong. And then he asked Jesus to remember him. It's that simple. Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus replied, I assure you today you will be with me in paradise. Oh my gosh, those are beautiful words. So remember that. Keep in mind, they never jumped off the cross to get baptized in the Holy Spirit. They never jumped off the cross to get baptized in water. Are those things important? Yes, they are. But they will not cause you to be saved. Okay? Those are part of the process. But you can ask Jesus Christ into your life as your Savior and Lord today, right now. And if you end up dying in a couple hours, you are saved. If you don't make it to the water in time to get baptized in water, don't worry about it. You will be saved. You will be saved. This man never got down off the cross. Jesus never pulled him down. They never went to go find water. So just that's just a piece. I just want to share that with you real quick because I shared that with a gentleman who's in his late 60s, and it blew him away. There's very important things involved afterwards, but just keep that in mind. Don't get upset with me. Keep it simple, folks. Okay, so Acts. We're going to go ahead and go to Acts chapter 2. Let's do verses 38 through 41. Now, Peter is talking. So this is after the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And you need to get into the book of Acts and read it. And on the day of Pentecost, the disciples were baptized in the Holy Spirit. Amazing stuff happened. So afterwards, Peter went out with boldness and started preaching. He starts teaching them and talking to them. And he was waking the people up. And then they were like, what in the world are we going to do? And it says right here in verse, I'll go back a couple verses. It says, verse 37 says, Peter's words pierced their hearts, and they said to him and to the other apostles, brothers, what must we do? Now, there's many of you right now probably thinking that too. What must I do then, Steve? You know, I'm, I'm a sinner, but I've already told you. You ask Jesus Christ to your life, you repent of your sins, and you mean it in your heart. Okay? And so that's what Peter told them. Peter replied, each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God. Then he adds, and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This promises to you and to your children and even the Gentiles, all who have been called by the Lord our God. 
Then Peter continued preaching for a long time, strongly urging all his listeners, save yourselves from this crooked generation. Those who believed what Peter said were baptized and added to the church that day about 3,000. So right then and there, in that case, they asked Jesus Christ to their life. In the setting they were in, there was plenty of water right there. They got baptized in water. Many were saved. 3,000 people asked Jesus Christ into your life, to their life right then and there. You know, so in there it does talk about being baptized with water, but it also talks about asking Jesus Christ into your life, okay, which is what I'm talking about and I'm addressing. And I also address that to let you know that when you ask Jesus Christ into your life, you're also going to get a deposit of the Holy Spirit who is the comforter. He's going to help you through everything. You're going to have those moments where you're going to have fear. Then all of a sudden you're going to say, Lord, please help me. Guide me, Holy Spirit. Guide me through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, you could say, is like a deposit of God within you. An added piece of DNA that belongs to God is going to be deposited in you to help you, to comfort you. And you can learn more about that as well. Getting into the Word. Okay? Getting into the Word. Looking up about the Holy Spirit online. We'll do some teachings in that because I'm going to be setting up a discipleship training as well. But that was an important piece on the day of Pentecost. Many people asked Jesus Christ into their life and they were saved. So now we're going to move right on to Romans 10. So Romans 10, we're in Romans chapter 10. We're going to go verses 11 through 15. So once again, talking about salvation. This time Paul wrote this, the Apostle Paul great man of God. Want to learn about the Apostle Paul? Read the book of Acts. Amazing things happened. Okay, so this is simple. Okay, Romans 10, 11 through 15. Actually, let's go back a little bit. So we'll go back to, oh, um, let's go back even further. We'll go all the way up to 5, so 5 to 15. Sorry about that. And mine in my Bible is titled, Salvation is for Everyone. So for Moses writes that the law's way of making a person right with God requires obedience to all of its commands. Now that's the Old Testament. They had many rules that you had to obey, and God knew they could not obey all those rules. That's why they needed a Savior. That's why we need Jesus Christ. But faith's way of getting right with God says, don't say in your heart, who will go up to heaven to bring Christ down to earth? And don't say who will go down to the place of the dead to bring, bring Christ back to life again. In fact, it says the message is very close at hand. It is on your lips and in your heart. And that message is the very message about faith that we preach if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved, period. Okay? For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God, and it is by confessing with your mouth that you are saved. Bam. Done deal. No extras. No added sauce and mayonnaise, straight to the point. I'm going to read that again. If you confess with your mouth, and I'm talking to you right now, listening to this, watching this, many of you are sitting at home right now, 
you're listening to this, your children might be playing, or maybe you're alone, or you could be sitting there with your spouse, make sure they can hear this also. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God, and it is by confessing with your mouth that you are saved. As the scripture tells us, anyone who trusts in him will never be disgraced. Jew and Gentile are the same in this respect. They have the same Lord who gives generously to all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. But how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they have never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them, which is what I'm doing right this minute, right now? And how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? This is why the scripture says, how beautiful are the feet of the messengers who bring the good news. There you have it, folks. That is the message about salvation. Uh, there's other ways people have shared it. Like I said, you can get these pocket testaments inside of them. It's amazing. It's the book of John, and uh, you can get them right online and uh, at pockettestament.com, I believe. Or it's actually www.ptl.org. But in there, there is the book of John, and it actually goes through, and it leads you through salvation. talks about it sinful people, Jesus Christ, I don't know if you can see that or not, it goes in there and explains it to you in these booklets. I want you to consider today what I shared. This is a chance of a lifetime. Does it mean that you're going to ask Jesus Christ into your life and then all of a sudden you're just going to say, whoa, everything is fantastic, everything's going great, uh, all my bills are paid all of a sudden? No, it doesn't mean that. But what it means is you're going to have hope. You know, it's just like this little fidget thing I'm playing with right now. There's always going to be a way out with Jesus Christ. So just when you think that you can't go any further, when you believe in Jesus Christ, look at that. There's always a way. He's always going to guide you through every step of the way. And how you're going to do that also is through finding someone that you trust, you know, whether it's going to a local church and then getting in there and looking for someone to help you with the word and demanding that you get the help with the word. Don't just go in and sit down and sit on the pews. You're in there for a reason. You're in there to get trained up, to get equipped. Think about it like going to college. You need to find someone who's going to train you in the ways of God so that you'll be able to walk correctly as a Christian as a follower of Jesus Christ. It's not just a get-out-of-hell-free card. Another thing I had heard a comedian say one day, it's not a get-out-of-hell-free card. It's about salvation. It's about your eternal life. It's about where you're going to go when you die because there is another life after we die, and that's either in heaven or it's in hell. And let's be honest. Let's cut to the chase, folks. And many of you know what you're doing wrong. And many of you know what you're doing right. At the end of the day, I'm not here to point at you and say, you're doing this wrong, you're doing that wrong, because I'm not perfect either. Every day I have to wake up, and Paul says something very important. 
he crucifies himself daily. He has to take himself out of the way and not focus on him, but focus on what God wants him to do, how God wants him to treat others. So I want you to know there's hope. You may be sitting there right now not knowing which way to turn. This whole coronavirus thing's got you scared. You just don't know what you're going to do about finances. You don't know what you do about a job. But let me tell you something. Ask him into your life. Let me know. Put it, private message it, or just put it right out there. Let us know if you ask Jesus Christ into your life so we can spread the word to pray for you. Right now we're at a time with this whole thing with quarantines and everything going on with the coronavirus and different things happening around the world and people aren't sure what's going on, but we know there's more going on than just the virus. But the bottom line is we need to focus. Right now people are at home. Many people aren't working. Children are at home. Now is the time to focus on getting back to reading. Get yourself a Bible. Grab your tablet. Whatever it is, get on there. Whatever you're using right now to listen to me. Now is the time to focus on what's going to happen to you after you die. And it's not to scare you, it's to prepare you. We have to be thinking about that, folks. Jesus Christ wants to be in your life. I want you to ask Jesus Christ into your life. God wants you. You need to consider today. Don't delay. Ask him into your life. Your life will be changed. I guarantee you, you will feel it. When you ask Jesus Christ into your life, from your heart, your life will be changed. So with that being said, I want to go ahead and pray for you folks. Heavenly Father, just thank you for this opportunity to share the wonderful news, the great hope about you, about Heavenly Father, you sending your son down on this earth to save us from sin to save us from going to hell so we could have eternal life with you. So, Lord, I just pray right now for each and every individual listening and watching. Bless them, protect them, keep them safe. Open up their hearts, open up their minds. Lord, if they're already a Christian, if they're already following you, Lord, I pray for strength, for, for just boldness, for love, and peace and comfort all at once to just overwhelm them so they too can reach out and share the good news about Jesus Christ with others. This message needs to be shared. Jesus Christ, dying on the cross, raised from the dead for our salvation. Hope, comfort, love, peace. Only through you, Lord. So, Heavenly Father, we just thank you for whoever decides to ask you into their life right now. We Thank you so much for everyone who's asking Jesus Christ into their life right now all around the world. Blessings for them. Show them the right people, Lord. Help us find the right people for them. Whatever it takes to strengthen them, to disciple them, to help them in the call. Bless us all. Bless everyone around the world, Lord, no matter what condition they're in, no matter whether it's from the flu or deciding on aborting their child, whatever it may be, dying from a common cold, or even from the coronavirus, whatever people are going through, Lord, we pray for their families right now, healing in the name of Jesus Christ, miracles, signs, and wonders. Right now, Lord, we also pray for the body of Christ, for the men and women who are followers of you, to step up to the plate and be who they're truly called to be. The time is for us to step up and step out. The harvest is plenty, 
and the workers are few, and we're praying for the workers to step up to the plate. You know who they are, Lord. Call us out. We thank you for all the blessings in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. There you have it, folks. Another message, the message of hope. Just want you all to know, love you and appreciate you. Thanks for listening. Take care of yourselves. Please pass this message on to other people. Pass this podcast episode on to as many as you can. Let's get some folks saved, Lord. Let's get some folks saved, folks. (laughs) God bless you. If you ask Jesus Christ into your life, praise God. I'm thankful for it. I'm excited. I'm happy. I just want you to be saved. And many others do as well, especially our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So thank you for listening. God bless you all. Take care of yourselves. Peace.